what's up in the legal tech world. Find out in the Lex Factor briefs, quick hits on the latest happenings in the industry, and discussion from your Lex Factor hosts around their potential impacts on business. Feed your brain and empower your firm at the same time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs. It's your host, Lauren, here. And your co-host, Brad. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. Claps That's for Brad. Always so nice. It always, it, it just think, you could sit down now. Sit down, really. It's okay. Brad, I'm sitting. Oh, well, people on the radio <laughs> don't know that are listening. Oh, God. Now they're never going to trust you again. I know. Never. They probably think I'm tall, too. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think no. we've had enough jokes that they know. Probably. They know. It's a very sad situation. How tall are you? I'd like to say I'm five seven, but I'm not. Oh, are you clo- are you five six? Or are you like five two? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five six, but it's probably just a little bit shorter. Oh, <laughs> I know it's very sad. Like a couple. The world more looks different shorter. from down here. Oh, it really Brad. does. It's all right. We have an exciting topic for today, though. We do, and I'm really glad you're here because this is all you today. But we came across this article. It can be you, too. It can be. I'm not quite there yet, though. Attorneys are eyeing NFT litigation as a potential new source of revenue. Right. All right, Brad, just take it from the top. Oh, my gosh. There's One, such what the heck is NFT? NFT. It could be anything, right? Do you know what it is? No. No. It is non-fungible tokens. Got to make sure to get that right. Fungible. Fungible. That's okay. right. So let's explain it. What it is. So think of it like this. Think of a painter that paints a picture. Okay. Seriously, this is this is what okay, it is. So okay. think of a picture that's uh, an artist painting a picture. Okay. And it goes to markets. Famous famous artist. Right. Sells for millions of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. In auction. What this is is actually them taking a picture of it or something created digitally. So another example would be, instead of them taking a picture of it, think of a laser light show that happened, and somebody records it. Okay. Okay, it's only happened once. They record it. It is now in the digital realm. Mm -hmm. What you do is you pay a company to go out and tokenize it. Okay? There's only one in the world. That laser show only happened once. There's only one picture that was painted. Once they tokenize it, it becomes authentic. Okay? And it's tra- it's actually tracked through a database called a blockchain. And so basically what that is, is it interlocks every interaction or thing that occurs to that digital asset. So if I have it and then you have it and then somebody else has it, it'll say Brad Pobble had it on this day, okay. sold it to Lauren, Lauren has it on this day. And so it's actually a way to track the authentic nature of a specific item and what hands it's touched throughout time. And it actually costs to do it. So there's lots of ways that you could do this. You could do music to the laser show. It could be in the gaming community. It could be a certain armor that people are wearing, a weapon. It could be a a picture of something. They're all over the place and they're actually selling for millions of dollars. There's websites that are out there that you can even do digital uh, baseball trading cards. So they track the authenticity of the specific baseball card and if it is the original or not. What the difference is, though, when you think about, like, have you ever downloaded something and now it's on your computer? Uh, yes. no. Yes, you have. <laughs> Come on. You've downloaded a song or things like that. I only download things on my work computer, Brad. Well, that's not good. <laughs> but anyway, once it's on your PC, you kind of think like you own it, right? Yeah. Well, in the case of NFTs, what it is is you actually own it. What you're downloading is a copy, 
okay? Mm. But in the case of that, you actually own it to the point to where you could turn around and resell it for an increased value. Let's say you bought it for $1,000, you could turn around and sell it for $2,000, things like that. What's very interesting about this is that there's actually an environmental impact to these, right? And how did I make that jump? That's pretty crazy, right? So it actually takes tons of computing power to create that token to make that device authentic or that digital asset authentic. So that computing power that it takes to actually do that consumes energy. So therefore, you see all of the companies that are trying to produce these NFTs and tokenize them to make them authentic actually turning up in countries wherever uh, power is cheaper to consume. So you're seeing it in different countries uh, here in the United States, overseas, Mongolia. I mean, just literally all over they're popping up. But there's quite a bit of uh, environmental impact. But now let's take it all the way back to the law firms, Yeah, I was right? going to say, take it back to the so legal now, industry Since we know what me. they are, I hope that explained it well. So what's happening is people are disputing the the actual, who is the actual owner of these, of these assets oh. and then being able to go back and how do we prove who is doing that? So well, if someone sells something to make a million dollars off of it, there's, you know, could be other people trying to jump in and say, hey, that's mine. I should be getting right, that million dollars. Right. And it's, it's, it's such a new industry too that people don't know if they're actually getting the authentic digital asset. So they could be cheated. They yeah. could be, you know, a copy of How fake. How would you know? Is so it even possible? There's lots of things. Are we just going do. down a no, rabbit hole right now? No, it's another rabbit hole. But, <laughs> Stop but asking you, you, questions, you know, Lauren. You can actually tell if it is or if it's not based okay. upon the information that is tagged with the digital asset. So there's lots of disputes going back and forth for that. And then also you pay companies to create the token. Did they actually create the token? Is it actually tracked? Mm. And none of this is regulated by any type of government agency, taxes, anything like that. So it makes it ripe for victims to be, you know, taken advantage of from that perspective. But then there's also a huge multi-million dollar industry around this. Hmm. So it's it's very interesting. What questions do you have? You're looking at I me have so, like your eyes even, is your eyes are glazed over. I don't, You're just looking at me. You're like, what the NFT? No, I just I have so many questions and this is a briefs episode. So I'm oh, trying to trying, trying to keep to it brief. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the the biggest impact that this is gonna have on the legal industry is just not having the resources to understand what what's real, what's not right. real, you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. How are you how do you represent something that is not a part of an organization that has standards, that has yeah. rules around it? What do you do in those cases? And how do you tell if things are authentic or not? How yeah. do you take those extra steps? It's a whole new arena, but it's gonna be tons of of you know, cases that come in around this as it continues to grow. Yeah. I see this taking off. You know, there's a direct relation to this to Bitcoin. We've talked to, or we've heard about mm-hmm. that, I'm sure, all over the news, things like that. So, you know, that's the same way that Bitcoin tracks who has the actual amount of coins, the revenue tied to it, all of those things. It's the exact same concept. So it moved from Bitcoin into pictures, music, mm-hmm. uh, skyline, laser shows, mm-hmm. uh, gaming, all those different industries. So as you know, more people using it, there's going to be more lawsuits around it. Okay. So, so long story short, what resources are out there? Like, is there, is there companies that you can go to that can help with this kind of stuff? Is it something that, you know, 
trial attorneys need to educate themselves on like, what do you do from here? I think it's very important to start doing your research. You need to start going out, understanding where it is in the industry right now, what things are falling under the umbrella of NFTs. Um, Start to understand how this might impact you. Just read up on it. There's lots of information out there on the web about it that explains it, walks you through it. Um, It's just very interesting. And this is, you know, we talked about millions of dollars. You can also do this for hundreds of dollars. So it might even be interesting to go through, you know, find something that you've created that you go ahead and get tokenized to make it a digital asset and just kind of follow it to, you know, hands on. Just for fun? Just for fun. Is that what you do in your free time? I have so many NFTs. It's an IT thing. It is. No. All right, Brad, thank you. That was super helpful. Um, I definitely understand it a little better now. Honestly, had no idea this even existed, but I think it's like every day just something new comes out that everybody has to stay on top of, and it, it's crazy, but I think that's yeah. that's what we're here for. Our goal is to help educate you guys on everything that's going on and how you can learn more yourselves, deep too. Deep fakes, NFTs, what's deep, next? That's what I was thinking of, the deep, deep fakes. fakes. Yep. Yeah, NFTs, what's a deep faked NFT? That would be the next thing. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs, and we'll talk to you next time. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.